on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs, stay up, oh my god, oh my god, 30, no way, touchdown, are you kidding me, it's a Minneapolis miracle, right, 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 we're coming back in for another edition of the Scolders podcast, Mike, we gotta change the intro. We got we got we got to change the intro. Yeah, do you mean we need to change it to Skoljer podcast? Because I'm starting to think that maybe it's wow, okay, not two okay. of us. Okay, let's, let's, we'll, 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 we'll touch on that in a second here, Mike. We'll get on that in a second, okay? All right. Okay, first off. First uh, so off. I got some issues with the whole first network off, at this first point. First off. First off. Okay, first off. First off. Okay. One, I'm feeling attacked. Two. <laughs> I'm Ed Brown Merkel, your host. He's Mike Anderson, the co-host here. Which apparently, he's going to be carrying the torch of uh, of optimism here tonight. Um, uh, if you haven't been following me on Twitter, you should. Um, also, if you guys are liking the podcast, share it with your family, share it with your friends. You know, share it with the people that you that you know want to hear some some good Vikings content. And you know, just just share it with us. Interact with us on Twitter. We're, we'd love to interact with you guys on Twitter. So, share it out there. Share it far and wide. Get it to your people. You know, get them part of the Scolders Nation. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with that. We're hopefully we got some fun things in store this week. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to hint anything, you know, too far. But uh, I think we might have a little, a little bonus podcast drop later in the week. Uh, potentially, potentially. We'll, potentially, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, with some Titans action, and and then uh, more importantly, going forward, uh, looking to do a little bit of preview show each week going in to what hopefully will still be a relevant Minnesota Vikings football season. We can only hope. Um, want to touch on this real quick, though. Twins just finished, just beat the White Sox. They're vying for the top place in the MLB Central. Right? Yeah, I, I got that right, Mike. I'm not a big Twins fan, but that's I'm right on that. We're, we're, we're vying for top spot. We might be doing some stuff in playoffs. Uh, yeah, Minnesota Twins just won tonight. They are one half game back of the Chicago White Sox. I uh, believe the Twins have four games left. White Sox have five. Uh, unfortunately, the Twins do not have the tiebreaker, so um, essentially... you got to beat them outright. We have to beat them outright. So uh, nice thing is with the misnumbered of games, if you will, um, in my opinion, makes it a little bit easier. So uh, Twins are now 22-5 and five in games at target field, uh, and their last four are... At Target Field, so uh, I think a great opportunity for them to pass the White Sox. Otherwise, unfortunately, for those of you that are know all too well, we are staring at a first-round matchup against the New York Yankees. Uh, so we're going to get swept, then, right? Has uh, statistically not gone well over I don't know the last ever. So we're going to get swept. Okay. Anyway, that's a different podcast, Mike. This is a Vikings podcast, and um, we got some stuff to talk about. Okay, some stuff went down. Um, I believe last podcast we told you not to panic. That didn't quite go well, Mike. I think you predicted thirty-eight to seven or thirty-eight to six, or something like that. Uh, thirty-eight. I think it was thirty-eight ten, maybe thirty-eight nine. But yeah, uh, way off. So yeah, Colts defeat the Vikings twenty-eight to eleven. Um, yeah, uh, not great, not great, Bob. So yikes. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Another safety uh, early on in the game, like you have here 
safety in three state three straight um, regular season games, if I'm not mistaken. That's a problem, Mike. That's a problem. That's 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 a big problem. Yeah. Uh, listen, it it didn't go well. Uh, I now I I will preface this with the fact that I said I was going to take the high road, and I was going to come in with a little optimism, but uh, that did not happen. Um, Twenty-eight to eleven is not a good score. Vikings were really never in this game. They came down the best. Part of this game was their first drive uh, in which they had a, you know, actually a field goal from like the two. Uh, so I think it was a 21-yard field goal, you know, one of those inside of 30 that uh, basically never gets missed. I don't know. I, I can't think of a field goal that's ever missed inside of 30 yards. So, um, unfortunately. Yeah, never. No, we yeah. we not for the Vikings. So, yeah, you had a good first drive to move the ball, but then couldn't quite punch it in. And then after that, basically nothing. Uh, so, uh, very upsetting game. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. You know, I, I made the comment that if the Green Bay game was the burn the tape game, I don't even know what the hell you call this because, in my opinion, it was much worse. Uh, the offense could not move the ball. Cousins had... I would say not only his worst game as a Viking, but his worst game as an NFL quarterback. Uh, if you want to try to find a, a partial bright spot, it might have been Justin Jefferson looked okay at times. Uh, Dan Bailey, Dan Bailey is still perfect, and you know Delvin Cook was all right. They didn't really, they didn't really get a chance to feed him the ball as much as they could. He had a really nice touchdown run late in the game. Um, no, 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 Mike. They're they're feeding him the ball when they were down by three scores with nine minutes left. But you get you get my point. Like they couldn't. I don't know. It it just it was a bad game. Um, on top of that, you lose Anthony Barr for the year to a torn pec. Yep. Uh, Cam Dantzler missed the game. You just. I mean, you had Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back, in his second game ever, who was initially a third string running back on that team that had vaunted up to a second string due to injuries run for over a hundred yards. Um, something that was the Colts just hadn't really done much at all, much less a rookie. I mean, it, 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 it was a horrible game. Uh, and, and you know what we were talking before the show, you know, what makes it worse is that it should have been worse. T Y Hilton dropped what would have been a 40, yeah. 50 yard touchdown yeah. pass. Um, Philip Rivers was Philip Rivers at times where they just weren't that efficient. They could have scored more points this easily, much like Week One. It was it, it was crazy because you look at the bottom five in QBR, and that's like a ESPN stat which ranks uh, quarterback efficiency. Kirk Cousins was like way at the bottom, and Philip Rivers was like fourth from the bottom. So it's not like he lit us on fire. It's just no. they just completely ground us out. And at one point, they didn't have the notes here, but. Um, time of possession again was completely lopsided. The Vikings with 21 minutes and the Colts at 39 minutes. That's that's not going to win you games in the NFL. You cannot expect to win with your defense being on the field that long, especially with as many rookie starters as we have. It's just that's not going to get you where you need to go if you want to have any kind of reasonable football in January and February. Right. Uh. Yeah, you're right, and obviously it moves Minnesota to 0-2, a, a record that we indicated going into this week that is very difficult to climb out of and make the playoffs, even um, you know knowing that they added an additional playoff spot this year. Uh, 
And so now where do we go from here, right? And, and I think that's the question I want to get to here momentarily. But, you know, the most frustrating thing to me in this game was that what what do you th- where do you go with cousins right you and i have been on both ends of the spectrum right and i think we'll admit it um coming in you and i were really high on them we i know i made the comment that i thought it was the equivalent of breeze going to new orleans and i thought cousins would have an opportunity to come in and really find his own and really find open receivers and and come into the right system and be really dominant and We've seen glimpses of it, right? Week two last week or last year at uh, Green Bay uh, came all the way back in the fourth quarter. You look at the big win, even though it was a couple throws against New Orleans. Um, we've seen Cousins play well for the majority of last year, mm-hmm. but then we've seen him time and time again come out and play like a quarterback that shouldn't be starting in the NFL. And unfortunately, the last two weeks, I think it's got a lot of Vikings fans going. Man, that's a lot of money, even though right now I think it's only, it's up to like the seventh or eighth most for a quarterback. But um, it's, it, man, it's, it's still, he's it's making still, it tough, right? It's, it's still a lot of money to justify his performance. And it, when you look at when he starts to fall apart, when he starts to fail, it's, it's when things start to go wrong. You know, when, when pressure gets in his face, when you know receivers are no longer open, when, when things go off script, as they say, that's when he can't step up and make make a good decision or you know give his guys a chance. It seems like he's way conservative in those points, and that's not how you win in the National Football League, especially when you get in the playoffs and you start to play these teams that are gonna make you make those plays. I think that's where you see the difference between him and a guy like Breeze, where he he can he can make those throws, he can give those guys those chances. Or like Mahomes, for instance, where he can just escape that pressure and he's he's not afraid to make some of those those daring plays. Um, Kirk Cousins won't make those, so you, you're stuck with he needs to have a very narrow circumstances to be effective in the system he is, and you've seen it especially through these first two games. It's gotten off script pretty damn quick. Within the first quarter and a half in each of these games, you're off script, you're playing from behind, and you're flailing because you can't get any push in the running game. Your your wide receivers aren't open, and you're making mistakes, and it's just it's, it's one after another, and it just keeps on rolling down the hill. Um, and I think, like you said, it's, it's a lot of money to pay for the guy, especially if, for whatever reason, if you don't see him as your future, how do you sever that tie at this point? Well, in, in that unfortunately a podcast that might be you know we make the joke all the time if you're you're fans of the show we say it's a later podcast but um unfortunately that might be a podcast that's sooner than later um on on how you potentially sever that tie but what i will say is that you look at the amount of quarterbacks in this league right that are you consider truly elite and that are still relatively young right you got you got mahomes you got russ you got Lamar, if you even want to, you want to flirt with uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray showing some signs of like Dak Prescott. Yep. Um, you've you've got some guys that are that are really flashing um, signs of life out there, right? But here's the thing: you look at a, a Kirk Cousins, and then you look at you just made a great comparison to Drew Brees, who I thought was actually the best comparison when Cousins came here. And what did I always love about Brees before Bounty Gate, right? was he had the ability to find the open receiver and make the throw. He's a shorter guy, but guess what? He hung in the pocket and he found an open receiver. Well, 
what what kills me with Cousins, and this goes back to last year, and you know this if you've listened to the podcast, I felt Diggs was open all the time last year. And I feel like even watching last week, there were receivers open, but he doesn't look to them. And so is that is that because we're not putting enough money and we're not giving him enough time in the line? Um, I don't know. You know, God only knows if we gave him three and a half, four and a half seconds, some absurd amount of time, could he actually look and find the field and throw? Who knows? We probably won't find that out. Um, but, man, it's frustrating to see players open, especially when you re-watch back the game. For those of you, you know, I, I know um, Ed, you and I uh, tend to do that, and, and guys on our network are re-watching that game. There are players open on plays, and Cousins just isn't finding them right now. Yeah, and he just walks in, and Adam Thielen, it seems like, and he's not trusting that his other guys are getting open, and he's not he's not looking there. It feels a, it feels a lot like a Christian Ponder type syndrome. Towards the end of Christian Ponder's career, he was a, a one read guy, and if that wasn't there, he was either trying to force it there or he was getting rid of it. And that's 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 just not the way you're going to win games in the NFL. Yeah, and and I mean, I guess let's transition a little here into into that state of the union, and and I know. Wait wait wait, wait hold on hold on hold on hold on. We review our status here, Cy. Let's look at this thing from a uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Um, what have we got on the spacecraft that's good? <laughs> oh, I, th- I think that's an incredibly apt uh, little clip there from Apollo Thirteen, Mister Mister Ed Harris here. Um, what do we got on this spacecraft that's good, Mike? Yeah, and um, I, I think before you and I get into it, and, and you and I know that. We might have differing opinions um, depending on on play at the moment, on potential cap hit, on future, on where this team might go, on how the coaching might go, on right. Everything is a little variable, um, and that's fair. So uh, I also don't want to, you know, you and I got a little heated here before the show. I think it's important to realize that we are two games into this NFL season. Uh, for those of you listening going like, whoa, why are we going State of the Union? What needs to go? It doesn't need to go. You're right. You are absolutely right. They're 0-2, but there's 14 games left on the schedule. Am I telling you they're going to go 14-2? No, because we have to play at Seattle. So 13-3 is the best case scenario <laughs> here. But, um, you know, <laughs> you look at potentially trying to get to that 10-13 win mark. Is it likely? Probably not. But it is a possibility. Um, is it likely? Absolutely not. Neither is winning the lottery, but things like this happen. So, um, I mean, I if think, the 8-8 Giants can do it, I mean, why not us, right? Right. So there are teams that have started. Um, here's here's where I'm going to – I'm going to start with optimism, right? I'm hoping okay. that we got fans listening to this show. Okay. Here's what I'll okay. say. What, what, what do you got first, Mike? Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, we didn't have a preseason. We have a lot of rookies. We've had some injuries. You lose Daniil Hunter, arguably the best player, not only on the defense, but on, the, on our football team. Has not played. You bring in, uh, you bring in Unique Ngakwe, uh, a, a very, very good football player, but he comes in last minute, has to learn the system. Uh, it comes in week one, is able to play, I don't know, 40, 50% of the snaps. Comes in week two, is able to get a sack, but still, um, still learning the system, right? You lose Anthony Barr early in week two. You are coming in with a brand new secondary. You, you just have a lot of newness on the defensive side of the ball. And then on the offensive side, you've lost Stephon Diggs. 
you've had a, a shuffle of the offensive line. Um, I, I think that there's been a lot of moving pieces. And when you take away that preseason, again, it, it sounds like an excuse. And honestly, the way I'm kind of conveying this almost is an excuse. But you're coming in now getting two games under your belt. And what I told you and what I tweeted today, uh, Ed, is that I think, hey, you got you to gotta draw a line at some point, and Zimmer's got to come out. And this, this team cannot play. They cannot play at home on Sunday against a 2-0 Titans team like they just did at Indy. Because if they do, I mean, you're going to start to get people calling for the Zimmer-Spielman head because it was embarrassing. I mean, they didn't look like an NFL team. They, they It was pathetic. No. It was pathetic. I, I think both these games, you could arguably say that it was I, I'm not uninspired. Green Bay game, come on. They threw a 34. Yeah. They came back... I wouldn't say uninspired Green Bay, but I will say uninspired last week. I I don't know how you go from the Green Bay game and then you you put out what you did in Tennessee or in, not in Tennessee in Indianapolis, and, and that's the product you put out on offense. I, I don't get that Cousins' performance notwithstanding. That what is the play calling? I don't understand it. Um, the, the the points on defense are fine, and and I could I could get past that if we did not have a defensive minded head coach whose specialty is supposed to be defense. Because if that's your specialty, even with half your defense being new faces, it should not be this bad. No practice, man. No, I mean... They've had practice. They just haven't had uh, preseason games. You got... uh, I mean, you look at especially... You look at Mike Hughes. You look at Holton Hill. Even the guys that have been here, they haven't had game reps. I mean, I know I'm trying to. I know I'm playing on that optimism side, but I'm. And, and you know what? Last week, you're right because you come into you come into a Philip Rivers and, and you're unable to get pressure. And and honestly, what frustrates me is that I think you get you get Vikings sort of complaining about the players, right? But I look across the board and I see teams. You watch these games in prime time and you see players that I've never heard of. That are coming in and and they're they're playing. You can see the aggression. You can see the fire. Um, and I'm not seeing that with the Vikings right now. And and that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. That's disheartening to me. And I don't know if that's coaching because uh, Vikings have a little bit of an older coaching staff. Maybe we need to get a little more innovative. Maybe we need to bring in younger younger coaches that are trying to fire these guys up and can run some new and, schemes. And that's that's my point with this here. How is that not coaching? If that's across the board, what the players' mindset is, how is that not coaching? You, we have nine minutes left. And we we're down by three possessions, okay. And I don't see the offense running back to the line with any urgency to try to get there and get going. I don't see that. It seems like they've already given up and, and resigned to the loss. And that's that's what's frustrating to me is I see that and it's like, what are you guys doing? Get out, get let's get going here. Don't waste thirty seconds here of precious game time. We don't have time for this. Like if you turn it around right now, you have a chance. But if you're gonna dilly dally and spend five minutes on this drive, it's over. Well. So, they- it, I, I don't I don't know what you expect innovation wise from Zimmer. I mean, he brought in Kubiak. It's the most uninnovative guy. Period. And I think that you know someone made a good point on Twitter about um, you know the the Marvin Lewis effect, right? You you had Cincinnati that for 15 years uh, continued to be an eight nine ten win team, made the playoffs here or there, never won a playoff game, never really, but they were always competitive. Um, they were always in games, and it always felt like ah AJ Green got hurt. Oh, you know. Uh, the quarterback got hurt, whatever. Oh, they were this close. It was bad coaching decisions, missed field goal. And I think that at what point do we fall into that trap? Because, you know, 
Yeah, we've had some we've had some unfortunate situations. You go back to that Seattle Tundra game. You go back to Blair Walsh. I would have loved to see that team, uh, especially because that was Teddy, right? That would have turned mm-hmm. that could have turned the tide for Teddy. You look at the Teddy injury, okay? But after that, you go back and listen to the podcast to this day, and I said we got out coached in that thirty-eight to seven game. And we got out coached multiple times in big time scenarios with Zimmer, and we've said it. It's proof. It's in proof. It's in the pudding on this podcast that we felt that way. And so now you look at these teams that are that are. I mean, I hate talking about Green Bay, but damn, he's 16, 18, and four as a new young coach, revitalized Rodgers, doing it with essentially no names across the board. Yeah, there are ways to win in this football league, and I, and I just wonder if you're seeing it across sports, right? And I don't I don't want to spread too far from it, but you look at the U.S. Open this week, um, and you look at Bryson Shambo, a guy that has uh, changed the way golf is played, and looked at it and said, "You guys have been doing this wrong for years. This is the way. This is where you gain the advantages, right?" And I think that you see that across sports. Um, you're seeing it certainly in baseball. You 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 just. You're, you're, you have players and coaches that are de- identifying advantages and weaknesses and trying to exploit them. And and I just wonder if guys like Zimmer, Kubiak, Capers, guys that have been in the league for you know, 30, 40, 50 years, if they're so set in their ways that maybe, man, maybe it is time to, to shake it up a little bit, right, and, and, and bring some youth into the coaching here. I mean, it doesn't have to be youth as long as that person is willing to accept the, the, the analytics and the new data, like you look at an Andy Reid type, okay? He's aggressive on fourth downs. He understands the analytics of it. He understands how the math breaks down. He gets it. He trusts his quarterback to do those things. And it seems like in the Zimmer system, he doesn't follow the analytics. He doesn't, like, on the, on the two-yard line, the begin, first, first drive of the game, I'm going for that all the time. Fourth and goal from the two. Oh, yeah, I'm going me for too. That. Hundred percent. There is 100%. no reason not to. That's yep. that's that's a failure mode 100%. of thinking. Now failure mode of thinking. So now, I will say that I have, I have said before with certain Vikings teams when our defense we knew was a top three five defense, and we were on the road against good a good opponent. I would have taken the points. You know that. You know I've said take the points. But this year, absolutely, you you go for that there. You yeah. Hundred percent. Especially first first drive of the game. If worst case, you pin them back at the two. Yeah. Who cares? What what your, what your defense get after? But that notwithstanding, you know, I, I think we're talking about stuff from a different different podcast here, where, um, you know, the whole Zimmer thing and, and is that the long term future? Um, I know we just signed an extension, but that that doesn't mean much. I think Les Frazier just signed an extension the year before we fired him. So. Um, that's a different podcast. If everything goes off the rails here, I think we'll talk about that more along as the season progresses. If it continues to to stay this course, um, but we got to get stuff corrected. Um, however, optimistic side, our best three offensive linemen was left tackle, center, and right tackle. So that's that's a plus. Something, something. Guards are still trash, but <laughs> oh, it's something. Um... Yeah, let's. I mean, let's look at this week. Uh, we have a, a undefeated Tennessee team coming in to historic. I don't even want to call it Bank that, but Stadium. historic U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Well, like, I'm like, but but at least at least they're not really good at running, right? Because their run defense has been very suspect. They're, they're not good at running, right? No, they they tout the most monstrous uh, running back in the NFL, who you know has what most people would say is having a down season and is averaging a hundred yards a game. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah, the Titans are are two and zero. They're a team that really caught fire at the end of last year. Uh, they have Derrick Henry at running back, an absolute monster of a man that has absolutely dismantled people. Uh, and they, they've just been really efficient offensively. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They play, they play the kind of football that almost the Vikings tried to play a few years back. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. And they're, and they're, almost better at it than we were. <laughs> well, I, I think it comes down to, like like it always comes down to, is in the trenches, I think their O-line is just overall, yeah. as a unit, better than the Vikings was. Um, so, and that makes a huge difference. I mean, you look at Tannehill, um, and, and he's just lighting it up, you know, this year and, and towards the end of last year. He's had a little career resurgence there behind that O-line and, and that, that solid rushing attack. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're winning. They won 16-14 on Monday night at Denver. Um, you know, again, I think you have to take a little bit of greatness. You have to take some of this into context, right? So 16-14, yeah, you're like, oh, Denver's terrible. Well, no, because you're going to a higher altitude. You didn't have preseason. It's, and that's that's big. The higher altitude is a huge advantage. And, and that's a tough place to win. And then you look mm-hmm. at last week, they win 33-30 over Jacksonville, a team that had gone into Indy. Or no, sorry, didn't go into Indy, but they had beaten Indy, a team that just dismantled uh, Minnesota. So they're 2-0. Yeah, they won a couple close games against teams that maybe most people don't think are great. But at the end of the day, they're 2-0, and and they're coming in here with an undefeated football team atop their division. Um, They have a very good running back in in, uh, Derrick Henry. You mentioned... um, you know their their passing game is is probably uh, operating at a higher level than than most would think. I know AJ Brown is a big physical receiver. They've got Corey Davis, a Western Michigan alum. Which uh, Gopher fans listening, that's uh, the team that uh, was I think fourteen and zero. Ended up losing on that that uh, last second non touchdown to Wisconsin. Almost had the perfect season there. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're a good. Good football team. Tannehill is going to bring in Jonu Smith. Their tight end has three touchdowns. Um, this is not. This is not good. This is none of this is good news for for a struggling Vikings teams. Um, Ed, do, do you have some positivity? What 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 can we look to exploit here? Um, if the crowd noise is high enough, I think we should make it a rough okay. time. Oh, yeah, here we okay. go. Well, you and I, maybe we could head down. I mean, you think you think they can hear our screams from outside the stadium? I don't know. Um, oh, God. So here's the thing: we're still without Daniel because he's on three week IR, two week IR being a COVID nineteen specifically created concoction for the twenty twenty season. So he's out. Um, Bar is out for the season. So we're we, we're bringing in help there. So now we're at our second 
and third string linebackers because Ben Gideon is also <laughs> on IR. So the only starting oh. uh, the linebacker we have that's any good is Eric Kendricks. Everyone else is basically trash at this point. Um, Cameron Dancer, we still don't know if he's going to be able to play. Um, we haven't had any, any injury reports yet because we're recording Tuesday. This is released Wednesday where we'll get the first injury report. So if his ribs are still bothering him enough to where he can play, then you're still stuck with Holton Hill, um, Mike Hughes, who has not had a good season so far, um, and Jeff Gladney, who they didn't have a great game against uh, Indianapolis. But, you know, there could be some growth there. Um, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris are still playing? I, that's it, Mike? Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's tough to find reasons for optimism. I'm surprised the line the line opened at one and a half. I think it moved to two and a half. I'm not sure where it's at now, but... Um, wait, wait, is that... That's in favor of Titans, right? Yeah. Okay, but I was going to say. Still, that's... That's, that's yeah. That, well, I mean, given how close they've had games, that I makes guess. some sense, but... I feel like yeah. I had a zero, but... Um, yeah. What about, what, one thing, and I don't want to circle back too far, but one thing that surprised me last week was uh, Adam Thielen had a, a pretty good game, right? Week one against uh, Green Bay. Was the highest graded receiver, I think, by Pro Football Focus. Yep. Um, beat Jair on, on many plays, even ones that weren't thrown to him. He, he yep. had a hell of a game. And then you look at last week. You've got Xavier Rhodes. You've got a secondary that's banged up. They ended up losing a corner last minute to injury. Had to go to the hospital. Great opportunity, you think, even though we're behind. Um, still, for Thielen to have a good game, he ends up having three catches on eight targets. Uh, what, you know, obviously Cousins had a couple bad throws there. He forced one into double coverage. He tried to press late into the half, but... Um, how concerning is it to you that a receiver that I think most of Minnesota thinks is elite is unable to get open in games where you're probably facing a lot of one-on-one or coverage where he should have windows? Here's the thing. He wasn't facing one-on-one for the majority of the last half of that game. Second half of the game, he's got to have windows to get open, though. I mean, He, he had a few, but a, a vast majority of the second half of that game um, – he was facing double coverage or safety help on every single play um, because Cousins was not looking anywhere else. So they were able to single coverage, every everyone else, single cover Justin Jefferson, B.C. Johnson, because he wasn't looking there. So, yeah, if they're going to double up Adam Thielen and Cousins is not smart enough to look elsewhere, it's going to be a bloodbath. So it, it, it's on Cousins at that point to to realize that and start to move the ball around more. Because um, there's no there's no more digs anymore. There's no more digs that can take away that, that double team yeah. running his, his, his streak route. It's, it, that, that's gone. Sorry. That's gone. So now it's it's either Adam Thielen's going to get that and you're going to have to force the ball elsewhere, or you got to spread it around enough to where Adam Thielen doesn't get the double coverage. Well, and I just I, I feel like Thielen, to me, is a player that you look at, like the Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans a couple years ago, or through his career, you had DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you have the Michael Thomas. You have this year Devontae Adams. Guys that, hey, they're really damn good at their job, and they're going to get open. They're going to get the ball thrown their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, actually, one of the biggest concerns that I took away was three catches on eight targets. And, man, we get a lot of money tied up in Thielen over the next three, four years. 
Uh, oh. and to, to me, that's that's a little concerning Mike, if he's Mike, got the inability to get Mike, open. Mike, you are you are not you are not legitimately putting concern on Adam Thielen for one I, game. I'm I have put concern on Thielen over the course of this podcast going back three four years ago, all the way back to that drop punt at Dallas when he cost us that oh game. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Well, if that's a whole other podcast, but are you, are you saying the entirety of last year where he had the was it last year they had the streak of hundred yard games? The, Thielen the was terrible streak. last year. You know what? All the people that thinks that Thielen well, is better okay. than Diggs, just okay, stop okay. listening whoa, to the whoa, podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. First off, okay. Anyone that says that I think is a little bit crazy. Okay? Oh, oh no. It's 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 pretty common. I, I know it's common, but anyone that says that it's a little bit crazy. Let's be clear. Um, but to think that the one game where Cousins literally has the worst grade of his career and you're worried about Thielen, uh, come on, Mike. Come on. Here's the thing. Cousins Come on. can pay money to throw a football in a general direction of a receiver. Come on, Is Mike. Is the quarterback position that hard? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yes. Because I don't know. Because if, if it wasn't that hard, Double Masters Christian Ponder would be doing well right now. I have Ponder's jersey. I know you do. I'm surprised you haven't burned that thing yet. I'm thinking about it. This has really gone off the rails, and I blame yes. everything. I just, I just, we need a win. All right, but Mike, okay, at least, at least we can say this about Vikings in recent draft history. We haven't drafted a kicker who has been cut and then gone on to be basically oh, okay. perfect for another yeah. team. Yeah. Oh wait, we just did that. Okay. Just I, I knew, I knew that was going to be money on Monday night. I knew it. I told I told my wife I said, just it's gonna be, no problem. He he's not gonna miss. He's one of the best kickers in the league now. Of course, because he's now the granted Viking. Bailey's good, but uh, just it's oh. Well, okay, let's, let's be clear here. I am happy with Bailey with um. Colquitt holding. I think I think they found that right combo. I yeah, think that was working good. well. So I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I trust him in the high-pressure situations. Right. It's just frustrating being a Vikings fan sometimes. Let me I, ask, I, you, let, let me ask okay, you this. Okay, Parting okay, shot. Parting All shot. Right. Life on the line. Will the 2021 start of the season head coach and GM be the same as right now? Both of them? Yeah, both of them. So one of them's fired. Or or both of them's fired. You you just have to have one. So Zimmer could be the coach, Spielman's fired, you you're you know. Hmm no. You think one of them's gone? Yes. That's a wow, life on the line, you think one of them's gone? I think I think they'll both be back. I don't know, man. It's it, it's getting increasingly harder, I think, to be an NFL owner and to be looking at places like Kansas City. I think they'll both be back. We had opportunities to draft players of that caliber, and they just didn't do it. So, yeah, maybe yeah, that feeds yeah, into your... Yeah, really did. Oh, abs- well, I mean, we really did. Lamar. You go back to my Twitter feed. I was... Okay. Anti- I wanted us to take Lamar. I wanted us to take Jordan Love. I've wanted us to take a bunch of these quarterbacks that are probably going to end up being good. We didn't do it. 
pretty sure there's even a Mahomes tweet back there. I'll have to go look. We would never have been in position to draft Mahomes. Get out of here. What, they trade up to 11 to take him? You were thinking he was taking him like 10. 10 or 11? Why couldn't we trade up? What was our pick that year? Was that, what was that the God only knows year? That was probably... I don't even want to think. Oh, that was Dalvin's year, probably. We didn't have a first that year? We probably didn't because of Sam Bradford. All right, so, all right. Then maybe, okay, I'll, I'll call you. Well, we don't know that. We'll check into that. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you in the, in the non-existent future podcast on that topic. Oh, God. Just We'll just beat the... T- all right, prediction. Prediction. You first. I can't even... I You know, I, I went into... I'll be honest with you guys. I thought we were going to lose to Green Bay. I thought we were going to beat Indy. I predicted a win on both games. I was trying to be optimistic for the podcast. I'm going realistic the rest of the way. I think we're going to lose, but we're going to lose a game that's closer than than most would think. Um, I think Vegas is going to be somewhat accurate on the line being like two and a half right now. So I'm going to say that Tennessee wins 24-20. 24-20, yeah. Vikings say, play a much better football game, but not enough to get it done. I'm going to say Tennessee wins 29-14. to 14. What kind of 14 is it? Bad 14? It's two field goals and a touchdown with a two-point conversion. Because we've, we've been four for four this year in two-point conversion. So count that Wait, as an optimism. Million-dollar question is will we get a safety this week? <laughs> We won't get one, but there will be another one on us. Okay, I think I think we're already at a record, so uh, th- might as well extend sure. it now. Yeah. Oh God, this thing's really gone off the rails. Well, well, faithful out there, Vikings fans, there's some reason for optimism, and I really hope that we're wrong this week on the Vikings predictions here, because. I think we all enjoy enjoy Vikings football it, it, better. Know, when if you're still listening at this point, God bless you. You know, just yeah, just I, I thank you for those clicks and share this with your with your friends. I promise you, they're usually not this down. And if if it happens where we lose in week three, then we kind of know where we're headed, right? Maybe this so, is cathartic for them in some it, way. It very well could be. Know? Very well could be. You know, let us know in the comments and on Twitter if this is cathartic for you. If it yeah. is. Let us know, and then we can well, keep doing this. Yeah. If, if you hate it, let us know, and, and we'll try not to do this in the future. No promises, but we'll try. Because we might have a lot of content to fill for, like, 14 weeks. If, uh, yeah, well, if definitely. Really I mean, at a minimum, Mike, at a minimum, in, like, four weeks here, we have bi-week buzz. Oh. So bi-week buzz 2.0, so, you know. Oh, is that what we're, okay, we're just doing that. All right. I mean, of course we have to, Mike. Yeah, all right. Have you oh. listened to our first bye week buzz? Pretty phenomenal. I'm going to re-listen, yeah. It's All right. Well, let's skull. I think Justin Jefferson gets a touchdown this week, by the way. You think so? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. I think Irv Smith gets one, too. Sure, why not? Let's go. The future's here. Future's now. It's coming, baby. It's coming. All right. Skull Vikes. Let's, let's go try to get this one and get this ship a little bit course corrected. All right. Skull, baby. All right. Skull.